Hallelujah. God bless you, Reverend Emmanuel. Uh, I appreciate all of you, especially the father and the mother of the house, Reverend Dennis. He just sent me some photos from the crusades. So powerful. The number of people giving their lives to Jesus just really warmed my heart. It was almost in tears, and I thank God for the great things that you all collectively make it happen for the kingdom of God's sake. Amen. And uh, my dear sister, family, real family, so you take care of her for me. If you want me to love you more, you just take care of this beautiful sister of mine, and I'll be good to you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Say yes to Orchestra Nazi Nara Oyezi Missy Say yes to Orchestra
nothing. It doesn't matter whether it's marital, whether it's work, family. Everything is subjected to your king and I. Oh, Think with passion and understanding. If we want God to move, bring it on the scene. No sickness is above him. No situation is above him. Every person subject to your kids. His name is exalted. His name is magnified above all other names. That is a prophetic word for somebody in this house. That your God is speaking. And he has spoken. There is a sound in the spirit. And it's a sound of redemption, reconciliation, restitution, restoration, healings and deliverances. That is the sound of God that is resounding in the realm of the spirit. And if only you will hear, if only you will tune your spirit towards the Lord of hosts, he's saying... You will hear that short word of prophecy for your situation. Because he is speaking. The Bible says the Spirit speaks expressly. It means that at every given time, the Holy Ghost is speaking. Like the red radio waves. It is always at work. On, but if you keep it off, if you turn it off, you will never hear what is, what is being said on the radio. But if you tune it back on, Every frequency will have something saying. The frequency of the Holy Spirit is speaking. It is speaking and will continue to speak on that situation in your life. Become subjected to His power and to His name. So I need you to be, to be joyful. Because God is on your case. In your case. For your case. In the name of Jesus. Let us give it up for our King. Let us give it up for Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall we take our seats in God's presence? I bring you greetings from my dear husband who just dropped me off and then departed to the United Kingdom. He wished he was here, but he had to go. I pressed the wrong button. I was pressing 8th of November and I pressed 7th. If you don't have pressed eight for me, I pressed seven for him. He would have been the one who's standing behind this podium speaking 
his wonderful electric cooker self to you. <laughs> but you have made a gas cooker. You're going to heat up the house so fast in the name of Jesus. God bless you, man of God. God bless you, Reverend Emmanuel, for this privilege. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Saviors. 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 Hallelujah. Please put on Obadiah 120. Obadiah is one chapter anyway. Obadiah, today I'm going to bring you a word that will lift you up. Obadiah 21, please. 1 verses 21. Obadiah verses 21. Then Saviors shall come to Mount Zion to judge the mountains of Esau and the kingdom shall be the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the privilege you give us to gather under your feet to hear your infallible word. That word that is able to save our souls and to present us faultless. When you appear, and it's because of this great word we have gathered, left families, left businesses, left the comfort of our homes to gather at your feet. And we ask in the name of Jesus that your word will be tangible. Your word will be true. That your word will become flesh in the lives of all your sons and daughters. That every need in everyone's life here will be met. Because your presence, in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures. That the pleasure that you give to your people when they gather at your feet. Let it be all our portion in the name of Jesus. We silence every demonic spirit, any spirit of diversion of messages, any satanic power that resists the truth of God's word from breaking through for the life in the lives of God's people. We bring you down to the obedience of the name of Jesus. We adjure you by God and we declare to you you have no control in this place because this is the house of God. This is Mount Zion and you have no part in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Savior, Savior. Obadiah, verse 21 says, Then Savior shall come to Mount Zion to judge the mountains of Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord. Hallelujah. You realize that the word Savior there is in small letter. It's in a small letter. It hasn't got the Savior, Jesus Christ, as in capital letter. And it's also in plural, meaning that there are many Saviors. And these Saviors are not the other religions. These Saviors are you and I. And I'm going to take my time to explain to you what the Bible is talking about so that we can start and war. Because there's a battle to be won. And that battle is going to be fought by you and I to, to, to translate the Mount of Esau into the kingdom of God. In the book of Revelation, God spoke to us about something great that was going to happen in the chapter 11, verses 15 and 16. It says, Then the seventh angel sounded, 
And there was a loud, loud voice in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. It means that, in, in the, you see, the reason why the Bible is so true is the fact that the old and the new are related to each other, they are connected to each other. And it, it's imperative that we understand that the totality of the word of God is that which makes us all complete. And if you want to, you want to understand the workings of the Spirit, the end times, God is calling all of us for one assignment. And the assignment is trans- to translate or to take that which, it is, which is contrary to the will of God and make it conform to the will of God. We are translating darkness. And we are bringing everything that is subjected to darkness into the light of Christ. And it is important that we understand that this is going to be done through warfare. Everybody say, everybody say warfare. Warfare. It says, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violence take it by force. The force there... It is not a force that we appeal. We appeal God. Or we appeal to the enemy. Or we, we tell him, uh, we, we tell him crying, why do you torment me so bad? Will you just leave me alone to have my peace? No. It is a battle that we understand that we have been given dominion, authority over all the works of the enemy. The Bible says that we are seated together with Christ Jesus far above principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, and wicked spirits in high places. Hallelujah. You and I have been positioned for authority and for control. Because if you are seated with Christ, it means you are just like him. And that's what Jesus said. As I am in this world, so are you. But you see, if you see yourself small, if you don't see yourself in the light of how, how God has created you, that is when we beg the enemy to leave us alone. That is why we cry and we weep needlessly. Because we haven't yet understood what our authority is. When you see a policeman, no matter how tall, short, wide, or little he is, if he asks you to stop, you will stop. You drive passing the policeman. I don't know about this country because a lot of money go under, so you don't see the authority of the policeman. But in England or in the West, when the policeman tells you to stop, whether your case is justified or not, please stop. Because they are even looking for an occasion to kill you if you are black. So you better stop where you feel safe and, and, and settle your issues with him. So the authority has been given to the policeman to let you stop. And if you don't stop, you are in trouble. So for every believer, we have been commanded by God. We have given given so much power and so much authority. And Jesus said, nothing shall by enemies harm you. And this is what we have. And the Bible says that saviors, you and I have been called to be saviors. Saviors are coming from Mount Zion. And Mount Zion is the body of Christ. It is the kingdom of God. So we have been called from Mount Mount Zion with one assignment. And the assignment is that we are going to turn the kingdom of Esau into the kingdom of God. 
This is what for. And we're going to find out what the kingdom of Esau, the mount of Esau is. So that when you fight, you fight well. You don't become the casualty at war, but the victor. Because he knows something. We are more than conquerors. That's what the Bible says. So when you and I engage in battle, we are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. Our position is already victorious. Hallelujah. If you have this in the front of your mind, when you are engaging in battle, you know that you have already won. In the name of Jesus. So we're going to look at some of the, um, the things that are associated with the Mount of Esau. This is hands of our men, but I'm laying down the foundation. This is hands of our men. It says that <clears throat> Hebrews twelve sixteen gives us a picture about who Esau was and what the spirit of Esau represents. So Hebrews twelve verse sixteen. It says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one muscle of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So the word there that we are dealing with is the spirit of profanity. And what is profanity? Something that is profane is characterized, characterized by a person who has, who has no reverence for God. Or something that is contempt for God or something that is sacred. Or something that is not sacred or something that is irreligious. That thing is not devoted to holy things or religious purposes. It is not consecrated, it is unconsecrated or it is secular. And it is opposed to anything that is holy. It is heathen, it is pagan, it is profane, it is common, and it is vulgar. So we are looking at things that are vulgar, unholy, that is paganistic, that is profane, that is opposed to anything that is sacred. We are looking at that something, things that are contemptuous to God, things that are devoted um, to unrighteousness. Things that are secular and things that oppose the sacred things of God. Great things have been said here about what Esau represents. In our lives, in many homes, the profane has been the norm. Things that maybe the English language cannot break down are happening at home, even in Christian homes. It is a, with a very heavy heart when God spoke to me about the state of some men who represent his, his, I mean, represent his sons. Many times, women have looked in the eyes of the men they live with, or their husbands, or their fathers, or their sons, 
and they have despised everything they see. Some are contentious about the state of things at home. Some look at their spouses or their husbands or their, fa- or their fathers with disgust. And this is because some men had not yet understood that being the head of the home means that everything that is contrary everything that is contrary to, um, to the world must be their position. But unfortunately, many have found themselves living as though they, are, they constitute the things of this world. When Galatians chapter, and when Paul was talking about uh, things in Galatians chapter 5, when I was a believer, I looked at the scripture and I didn't understand why Paul was talking about things that we know are very um, uh, prevalent in the world. But he's saying that um, it is, he was talking to the church in, um, in Galatians. And I want us to look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 19. And then we realize that to 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. They are obvious. And these are some of them. Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Go. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Variance. Emulations. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. Heresies. Keep going. Envies. Meddles. Drunkenness. Revelings. And such like. Of the which I told you before. As I have told you in past. That them... That says, those that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I saw it as Paul addressing the world until I came to understand that he was talking to the body of Christ. And I began to question God and said, what are you talking about if you're talking about witchcraft? As the work of the flesh. You're talking about murders. You don't see this. These things are not things in the body of Christ. And he said to me, and for these things, are things that are manifested in the kingdom of God. And these are the mount of Esau. I want you and every woman or every man who has the fear of God come to realization that we have things to contend with. Drunkenness. Christian men and some women getting drunk. Envies, killing. When you talk about murder. Some people think only about going on the street and putting a knife to somebody's throat and cutting it or doing something so horrible. But even abortions are murders. I happened to be in the company of a woman who had five children. I traveled to England. When I came back, she was carrying her sixth child. And I said, hey, but if you have five children, you know what here. Also, I'm talking about a believer, a born again Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, who was telling me that if it wasn't for some of the children she had aborted, she would have been on number nine. And for her, it was okay to say. And for many Christians, it is okay to say. Because the fear of the Lord has not yet gripped the hearts of people to understand that fornicating alone is bad. So if you are adding fornication to murders, suddenly you have joined the company of the mount of Israel that God is contending with. And he says, if, if you are part of this mount, it will be like Esau. 
You could be seeking God with repentance and you will not catch it. Because the time of grace would have expired for you. God is against anything that is ungodly. Anything that is profane. Anything that is unholy and unrighteous. But in most homes found them, find themselves in positions where pornography is, is pleasurable. Lasciviousness. Paul talks about lasciviousness, licentiousness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence. When people are, are, have, have no restraint when it comes to sexual passions, a man takes, a grown man takes a two-year-old and sexually molests her. When they see the pain in the child's face, the child screaming, cannot even scream, cannot even scream for a dear life, and the man is having pleasure, penetrating a two-year-old child until she dies, and all he thinks about is a few minutes of pleasure he's going to have. There's wickedness in the world, and some of this wickedness has found itself in the kingdom of God, and God is calling the saviors in the body of Christ to deal with it. Hallelujah. You and I are saviors. There are people in our families who need to be saved. There are people in our communities who need to be saved. We can sit here and cover. Last Sunday, man of God, what happened was that, you know, I told you about, my brother was entertaining some friends and if you'd like to come home. We went home and he had um, 40 of his uh, uh, Legon Baptist uh, uh, church. And when he was in Legon, he was part of them. So he went and I invited them all for a, a reunion. And they had a mini party in the house. And then he said to me, Reverend Mother, you're going to do a hands of our men. I said, a party? I said, anywhere. And I said, I'm ready, sir. So when they finished eating and they were sitting down, I began to speak to them about hands of our men. Suddenly, invitations were coming from everywhere. And the one woman said to me, I have to see you. It's as though when you stood there, you have read my notes. You have read my heart and you have read my pain. Because everything that you declared when you were speaking is happening at home. They are believers. They are wearing their Legon Baptist um, t-shirts like Lacoste. So they were all displaying that they were members. Some of them were wearing it in cloth. Others were wearing the Lacoste as members. And, and the woman was telling me, Evil things are happening at home. We can sit here and pretend that it is well. Sweep everything on the carpet and leave it. Or face the enemy straight, face to face and tell him no more. We are translating everything that is in the kingdom of Esau into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And we are doing it not in our own names, but in the name of Jesus Christ. Because all things are subjected to him in his name. Hallelujah. If you feel that desperate as a man, if you feel that, you know, because many things happen to us and it's generational. You didn't just wake up one morning and decide that you're going to do what you were doing. Maybe your grandparents or your great-great-grandparents, they did it. And it is transcended through the generations. And you find yourself doing the same things. And I've seen it. I have seen men 
who testify that what is happening to them, it is not willful, but it's in the bloodline. But the power of God is at hand to deal with anything that is happening in your bloodline that is contrary to the blood of Jesus. Because you see, the essence of the blood of Jesus is to not just save us from the world, but it's also to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Every iniquity, iniquity is transgenerational. Any iniquity in the, in, the, in the family, the blood of Jesus has the power to cleanse it. If we activate that blood, what will happen is that the enemy will have no spot. He will have no part. He will have no place in us because he would see that the blood of Jesus Christ, you have appropriated the blood of Jesus Christ and you, have, you, you are declaring to him that I will live for Christ and him alone. And he will have no right than to leave you alone. Hallelujah. And if you are a wife or a, a, a mother or a, 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 um, um, yes, a wife or a mother, that's about it, or a sister, and you see this happening in your family. One time at a retreat, a young woman who came to our church a few months prior, and we're talking about generational curses, and I saw her laughing there, and when I called people to come forward to be prayed for, she came and she said to me, my grandmother had a child, her first child, out of wedlock when she was 14. The my mother had me when I was 14, when she was 14. And I had my first child just before my 14th birthday. And you want to tell me that if you are a Christian, you are exempted from generational curses. The exemption went, only comes when you appropriate the power in the blood to, to deliver you from anything that is inconsistent to a holy and a righteous life. We prayed for this woman and then a few months later she came and told me that for the first time she, the mother called her and said to her that she was going to get married. The mom had six children, all different mothers and then somebody has called, come to her to tell her I'm going to marry you. And she believes that she would, she would also get married. Because her grandmother is dead. And so it started with the mother. And she knows that now she is also going to get married. When that curse is broken, freedom comes. Because God has assured us that as for you because of the blood of the covenant, your captive shall be set free. Anything that is held captive, anything that is contrary to the will of God, will be set free, will be broken. Because the blood of Jesus Christ is your covenant and mine. It is your right and mine. You see, I, I have come to understand that, you know, we do communion every month. And we do it so wonderfully and so beautifully. But we haven't understood the essence of it. Most of the people in the body of Christ can't wait to eat that nice bread and drink that nice wine. And the church is packed when it's communion day. But if you and I understand, we really understand the essence of the blood that you are taking and the body you are taking. Every day, every day of your life will be a victorious day. Because the blood of Jesus Christ has the power to deliver the violent offenders. It has the power. It is the power of in the blood that was able to make Saul of Tarsus poor. 
the apostle. The first ever terrorist recorded in scripture was Saul of Tarsus. Killed Christians. Did all sorts of evil. Made Christians recant. Prefile God and profane the name of Jesus to save their lives. Those who would not do it, he killed some, others he imprisoned. He didn't just stop in Israel. He went all the way to Syria to get the Christians who were running away from him. That was how evil Saul was. But the blood caught him. And the blood was able to set this man, this kind of a man free. Not just free, but to become the greatest apostle ever lived. That is the power of the blood of Jesus. No man or woman is beyond redemption. No man or woman is beyond salvation. Every child of God is a savior. You and I have been called with a responsibility. And that responsibility is redeem people. Especially the men that are connected to you. Maybe your husband, maybe your, your father, your son or your brother. It could be your uncle, your nephew. Or a boy on the street that you know who will not conform. <laughs> um, in, my, in, in my area, my area is very quiet in Kent. Kent is quiet. We left London because we wanted some peace. London is too wild. So we went and lived in Rochester. Very quiet neighborhood. When we w- went there, we were the only black people on the street. And the street numbers from 1 to 297. The only black family. Very quiet. But we realized that at some particular point, a time in the evening, this young man had a motorbike. And he would come on the street. He would not be able to sleep. From one o'clock to two, he would be pacing on the street. From the, from the beginning of the street to the end of the street. And you see families in their pajamas, dressing gown, come out and they're screaming, some cursing through the window. This young man, he never stopped. I think a couple of times I cursed him. And then one day the Holy Spirit said to me, Therefore, this is so simple. You have the power in my name to stop this. So that there will be peace in the whole neighborhood. I said to my brother, honey, this must stop. Oh, yes, I think so too. We decided to pray. Suddenly, we didn't even know when it stopped. There was so much peace, we couldn't even recall when this boy was And it's not just the motorbike sound you can silence. Anything that is happening in your home, in your neighborhood, in your company, that is out of order. You have the power to silence in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And this is it. We are Christ. Why would God say, call us saviors? It is not blasphemous. Jesus says, as, the Bible says, as Christ is, so are we in the world. So if Christ had command over the seas and the waves. There was a testimony many years ago, growing up as a believer, and they said, um, this man of God in Nigeria um, went to preach in a, 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 a densely uh, populated Islamic neighborhood. And they said to him, so you think uh, you can do what Jesus did? Eh? If, you do, 
if we open the Bible to one of the miracles of Jesus and you are able to perform it, then we believe that your Jesus is still alive. He says, bring it on. Unfortunately for him, they went on. Jesus walking on the sea. Also, Today I'm D.E.D. But he gathered himself. He says, yes, I can walk on the sea. He says, okay, okay. We are not again with you. If you are able to walk on the sea, it doesn't have to be stormy. Just walk on the sea. From here, and they pointed to how far he has to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He walked. They saw this man walk. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he came down. The whole region surrendered and they gave their lives to Christ. As Christ is. As Christ is, so are we in this world. The situations around us have no power to overcome us. Because we have what it takes. We carry God. He says, I will dwell in you and I will walk in you. God says, I will dwell in you. He will walk in you. So when you are walking, God is walking. Oh, Jesus. If only you can see yourself. You move, God is moving. You sleep, God is asleep. So you don't sleep plenty. Because if you sleep plenty, it means you are making God sleep plenty. When you wake up and you are praying, God is praying with you. Oh, hallelujah. When you are talking to somebody about Jesus, you are not looking at the fact that they are this or they are that. or they are bo- Let me tell you a story. Many years ago, in Transfer, we, uh, my husband and some team went to one village. We went to the other. So this testimony, I wish I was there to see it. But let me tell you anyway. They went to this evil village, my dear. When we finish, we'll pray for you. Your neck will have to heal. You're not going home with this collar. I saw you on Sunday, and you gave me the biggest hug, and then everything. Today, I can't hug you because of this collar. This collar is living so that we can do our hearts properly. In Jesus' name. So they, what happened was that, they, when they went, there were uh, four or five of them. And they went to the chief, the chief of the village. And the chief had the God. The God, the Muslim in, in the village was in the chief of the village's house. So when they brought the chairs, you know, some of our men, they have very little respect for women. So they brought three chairs also, and there were four. And so the men sat down and left this uh, sister standing. And where they sat was um, the very place where the God, where the, where the God, the, that idol was. So they put the powder and the food all around it. So she was looking around. No seats, no chairs. And none of the bo- men were offering. So she sat on the idol. And the chief, everybody was expecting this girl to fall down dead. And she didn't. And because of that, they gave their lives to Jesus. Hallelujah. That which people are afraid of. They are all under your feet. Why? Because God has said to you, Behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. You have the keys of the kingdom. You are the authority. When you have keys, you have access. Access into everything that pertains to life and godliness. Access. Whatever is God's is yours. Because we are joined as with Christ. 
collaborate with him. Everything about God is ours to enjoy and to inherit. Hallelujah. And so because of the status that we have, nothing should make us afraid. 365 times, according to theologians who have carefully studied the Bible, it says, fear not. It means every day in your life, don't be afraid. No matter the storm, don't be afraid. No matter the circumstance, don't be afraid. The situations will hit you so hard in the face. Sometimes you feel that you are dying, don't be afraid. Sometimes your own inhibitions, your weaknesses, your shortcomings and your limitations makes you feel, oh my goodness, will I make it to heaven? Don't be afraid. Because the blood of Jesus has power to set you free. When you take the communion, you are certain, Jesus said, as often as, you, as often as you do it, you do it in remembrance of me. Why should we remember him? We are remembering his accomplished work at Calvary. His body that was broken for us, that our bodies to be made whole. So when you take the body, you say to yourself, because Christ's body was broken, by his stripes I'm healed. So every sickness, high blood pressure, diabetes, hypertension, cancer, leukemia, whatever it is, my body should be made whole. So you say to yourself, it says when you say pray on the food, this is what you are saying on the bread before you eat it. And then we come to the blood. Oh my God, the blood. That blood, when, that, when the enemy sees, he has no power than to pass over. It distinguishes you, it sets you apart. The blood of Jesus doesn't only cleanse you, which it will purify and sanctify anything that is inconsistent to the will of God for your life. It also protects you. The blood of Jesus speaks. Hebrews 12 says that he speaks better things than the blood of Abel. If you are a savior, then it means that your posture in life should not be the victim, but the one who raises up others. Jesus never compromised. When he had to confront evil, he did. When he had to defeat evil, he did. When he had to rebuke hypocrites, he did. Every step of the way, he exerted himself as a savior. So you and I must, you know, how do I say it? Um, replica. Everything that Christ did, we can do. His nature is ours. When you have a child, the blood of the father is that which sifts through the children. So when they want to find out if this one is the father of the child, all they have to do is what? Do. They take some blood out from the child, take it from the father, not the mother. And it says, check, say, you've been found out. The number of times my father had to say, oh, this pregnancy had not, nothing to do with it. And the child was born and it looked just like him. And then he had to give up. So then, if we have the nature of God, then we can't be holy. Because his DNA, his blood runs through us. And everything that represents the blood of Jesus, that flows through us, gives us power to live lives that are acceptable to God. Are we together? So it means that we are, not, we are non-judgmental. We are compassionate. The Bible says, let the strong ones bear the weak ones up. 
And so it means that when you see a brother or a sister or your husband or your brother or somebody at fault, as a savior, you are not the one to criticize them, but the one to intercede for them. Because you know what happens? The Bible, let me read this. First Timothy chapter 2. I have read the scriptures as long as I have known about intercession. But this evening, this afternoon, on my way when I was reading through it in, in the car, I found that I found a word I've never found before. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Mm. He says, I exalt thee therefore that first of all. If God says first of all, it means before you do anything else, this is what you have to do. Supplications. Prayers. Intercessions. Giving of thanks. Be made for all men. For kings. And for all those that are in authority. That they may lead a quiet and a peaceable life. In all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men. So he keeps repeating men. Who will have all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Says, if you want a peaceable life, In all godliness and honesty, then you have to pray. There are different kinds of prayers. And the one that works are not the ones that are right away. Shianika, 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 shianika. It's bouncing back. That one bounces back on your head. If you have somebody to curse, it shouldn't be your husband, it shouldn't be your son. It shouldn't be your father. These are the ones that are crying out to be saved. Hallelujah. I'm not saying it's not painful. When you're abandoned, it's painful. When you're rejected, neglected, it is painful. But the premise is that if you want all men to live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty, sometimes we say, some people are so dishonest. If you want an honest man or an honest woman, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Hey, a market What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. You pray. You think when you talk to a dishonest man, he will listen to you or a dishonest woman? Somebody who is dishonest will not listen to anything that you have to say. But the Bible says that. First of all, before you talk to them about what is happening, you are doing what? Supplication. Supplications. How do you say supplications in, in, in any other language? In Before God. Pleading. You are pleading. You are not cursing. You are pleading for the person. 
You are praying for the person. You are interceding. It means that you can see evil coming. You are standing before the devil and you are telling the devil, hands off! This is my husband. This is my son. This is my wife. This, is, this, is, this are my children. Can't touch them. And since it should be made for all men, for kings and for all those that are in authority. So all men must be prayed for. For kings. Instead of criticizing government, the Bible says, pray for them. Instead of criticizing your boss, those in authority, sometimes there are some bosses you want to kill. They are so lustful. They are touching you every, every part of your past. Them, you pass them, they are touching you. You are so disgusted by them, you want to just... So you keep quiet and you go, hmm, hmm, hmm. You are burying things you're not supposed to be buried. The Bible says, pray for them. If you want a peaceful life, a godly man at work, or a godly woman at work, you have to pray. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our big Savior. And that one has a capital S. So we little saviors, we have work to do to please our big savior. Hallelujah. And every child of God represented in this house has the capacity to stand up and become the savior that God intends us to be. And when you rise up to the position as a savior, what you do, you are translating the kingdom of darkness. You are bringing everything that is in darkness to light. You are destroying everything that is taking men captive. And you are presenting men before God blameless. That is the work of a savior. Christ came not to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. So every savior has no power to condemn, but to redeem those who are being lost. Are we together? This evening, my message is short because we are going to pray. You are praying, you are rising up and you are saying that anything that is inconsistent to holiness and righteousness, any amount of issue, anything that would make me sell my best right. Why many go to hell? Listen, I read a book, finally I said this and then we rise up to pray, by a, a man of God called Rick Joyner. A great prophet of God in the US. And then in his first book, he said when he went to heaven, he saw many men, many women and children and very few men. I read this book about 25 years ago and I was very sad. But I didn't do anything about it until I had the vision of hands of our men. And I said to the devil, this picture will change. For every woman that is represented in heaven, my heart desire is that they'll be standing there with their husbands and their children. If you want your husband to be with you in heaven, you wouldn't want your worst enemy to be, in, to be in hell. Because it's not a nice place. Those who have gone have come back, the way they describe it, it's not a good place for your enemies even to be. How much more the one that you have slept with on the same bed, in the same bed for many years, even if it's mom. And I want us to have that understanding that we are not going to heaven without any members of our families. Because God has assured us in the scripture that you shall be, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that shall be saved in your household. Your household must be saved. As long as you are a believer, 
the power has been given you. There's a prophetic word. God has given you a prophetic word. Immediately you believe me, your household will also be saved. So you stand on the word of God. He said, Father, you said to me that as long as I believe you, my household shall be saved. It's not just the, old, the normal, the basic salvation, but everything about my family must represent salvation. And you are doing that because you are a savior. Hallelujah. So how many saviors are in the house? How many saviors are in the house? If you want to be saved also, this is the time that we call you to come. You raise your hands. If you are not saved yet, that we pray for you. That the Lord will save you so you become part of the generation of saviors. Because it is the will of God. And it's not the will of God that anyone should perish, but all should come to the knowledge of the truth. That is the work of Jesus. And that is the work that is given to every ambassador of Christ. You and I. Hallelujah. Shall we rise on our feet, please? We're going to do the work of a Savior. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, before daybreak, He will be up on the mountain, praying with loud shouts, screaming, Lord, save them. Lord, heal them. Because this is the purpose for which I have come. He prayed for you and I. He prayed into our future, even though we were yet unborn. So we are praying that the Lord Himself will take, will, will make us understand our role as saviors. That anything that is contrary, it is our responsibility to make sure that that person or that thing changes. Our neighborhood can change because you are there. Your family can change because you are light and you are salt. You and I are distinguished to make things better. In the name of Jesus. And so tonight you are praying. You are praying that Father, make, give me understanding of my role as a savior. So that every dealings of mine, I will do it according to the way that you have purposed for me to do it. Because everything that God has created must function according to purpose. And you have been created for a purpose. And that purpose must come to fruition. Hallelujah. Any tormenting spirit... Any voices that are contrary to the voice of God, we bring them all under subjection to the power of the Holy Spirit. We decree and we declare that we have authority in the realm of the Spirit. And no evil will successfully harm anyone that is represented in this house or anyone that is part of this great assembly in the name of Jesus. Shall we lift up our voices? Pray. Pray like a warrior. Pray like a savior. Jesus prayed with loud shouts and cries. Pray like a savior. Just see yourself. See yourself in that position of leadership and authority. See yourself given the authority to deal with anything that is out of order in your life and the lives of others in your family. In the name of Jesus. Masaka Todibria Katarabro Asakaya. In the name of prayer, Masanda, this is covenant family. In the name of Jesus, 
by the power of God. The reason why people came from all over and heard the disciples pray in tongues was because they prayed loud. People heard them from outside and they came in. They came in to see and to find out what was going on in the church. And when they came, the Bible says, they heard the word of God and they gave their life to Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. That those outside will hear your voice. Those who are wounded will be healed. Those who are frustrated will be set free. In the name of Jesus, you are the Savior. You are the ambassador of Christ. You are the one that God has called to reconcile the world to Him. You are the one who's going to take the Mount of Easter and make it the kingdom of our God and of, our, of His Christ. You are the one who makes the prophecy come to pass in the book of Revelation. You are the Savior. You are the Savior. In the name of Jesus, Pray in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Ghost. Pray. The power of God. The Spirit of God is here. Amama, take your place. Your place is with Christ Jesus. Fire above principalities and powers. Oh, Matisik, Tadiaka. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Matukata. Yemalabroa Kandariata Saka. Yamamo Hahanda. Endiriaka Katasaya. God has called us as intercessors. He has called us as redeemers. He has called us Andaribi Andoro Hakama to do with anything that contends against men in our lives and families. In the name of Jesus, bring the mount of Esau down. Bring the mount of Esau down. Whether it be in your family, whether it be at work, whether it be in your community, bring the mount of Esau down. And the mount of Esau is anything that is unholy, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, licentiousness, witchcraft, various emulations, rough. Oh, matata. Lack of self-control. The Bible says them that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Drunkenness, madness, reverence. Ask God if you find yourself in any of this category. If you are fornicator, if you are adulterer, it's the Lord, I ask for mercy. I ask for mercy. Let your mercy triumph over your judgment. I ask for mercy. Help me, Lord, to overcome every weakness by the power of the blood of Jesus. The blood that is speaking. The blood that is speaking for you. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the blood that is speaking. It is speaking over your life. Oh, my sister, it is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 49. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 22 to 26. But because of the brevity of time, let's just read from 
24. Shall the prayer be taken from the mighty or the captives of the righteous be delivered? Don't forget, he says the captives of the righteous. It means that for us who are righteous, we can have some people in our lives who are under bondage. Or even our lives can be under bondage. Oh, Jesus. But that says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prayer of the terrible will be delivered. For I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save your children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God says that the prayer of the terrible shall be delivered. No matter how bad, no matter how the captive is, no matter how the captivity is, no matter how the weakness is, no matter how the limitation in the person is, he says the prayer of the terrible and the prayer of the righteous, the captives of the righteous shall be delivered. If you are a righteous person, anybody in your life that you feel is under captivity, God says they shall be delivered. Hallelujah. Because he will contend with anything that contends against that person. And he will fight anything that fights against that person. And you will set your children also free. So you are praying. Ah, join somebody's hands two by two. Two by two, two by two. If you have a spouse, it's the best way. If you don't have it, just join your hands with somebody. If you have a mouth, two by two, two. Don't do a circle. Say two by two. Hallelujah. And this time you are praying for the other person's family. And you are declaring, Father, anything, any captivity in this person's family, by the authority of the blood of Jesus, just as you said, Father, contend with it. Oh, hallelujah. Says the prayer of the terrible. Some demons are terrible. Some situations are terrible. But God says they all be delivered. They shall be set free. So pray for them. Pray for them because they are praying for you. If they are not praying for you, say, hey, hey, pray for me because I'm praying for you. Shake them. Matala even the captives, that fears the Lord. Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prayer of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with who contends with you. And I will save your children. Hey, pray, pray, pray. Pray for that person's family. Anything that is contending at Anything that is fighting them. Anything that is holding them bound. Oh, any work of the flesh. Anything associated with the Mount of Esau. Any form of profanity. Any form of ungodliness. Any form of evil. Oh, deal with them. In the name of Jesus. God says they shall be delivered. They shall be set free. Oh, say, Father, I set them free. I set them free. In the name of Jesus, according to your word, all things are possible to them that believe. Oh, Lord, I believe. Therefore, I decree that anything that is bound in that person's life or family shall be set free. In the name of Jesus. Oh, don't spare, don't spare. God is counting on you. Oh, Mataya, decree, decree your sin. You have the keys of the kingdom. You have the keys. You have access. You have authority. You have God in you. You have the power of God. You have the spirit of God. You have the strength of God. You have the power of the Holy Ghost. 
You are the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Let the blood cover, let the blood wash that person. Use the blood, cleanse them and their families. So, oh God, by the blood of Jesus, I pray that person's family. Oh, be set free, cleanse, purify, sanctify. Oh, contend. Father, you said you will contend. Contend with everything. Oh, anything. Oh, deliver. Deliver our families. Deliver our loved ones. In the name of Jesus. Pray. Pray. In the name of Jesus. First of all, prayer, supplications, intercessions. Oh, oh, pray, 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 pray. Oh, hallelujah. Then finally, 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 God says, I will save your children. I and I will save your children. Oh, hallelujah. In the next 60 seconds, pray for the salvation of the children in this family, in this church family. Every child that belongs to this church, pray for them. Whether you have some or you have none, pray for them. God says, I will save them. He said, Father, save them from destruction. Save them from the hands of the evil one. Save them, Lord Jesus. Save them from anything that is contrary. Oh, protect them from rebellion, from juvenile delinquency. Oh, from rebellion. Pray for them. Oh, Father, cover the children. Save them, oh God, from the spirit of this age. Oh, any form of corruption, any form of evil, forsake our spirit from rebellion, from disobedience, in the name of Jesus, from the spirit of unthankfulness. It says, in the last days, many shall be unthankful. Oh, truth breakers, and they shall not break covenant. When they grow up, pray for the children that they'll be covered. They'll be covered in the house. They will, they will stay at home. They will not be on the street causing havoc, wreaking mayhem. Pray, Lord, cover our children. Everyone that is part of this assembly, oh, let the blood of Jesus cover them, deliver them from evil. Oh, my set them apart. Set our children apart. Let this house be a house, a house that raises up the Sadrach Meshach and the Abednego will not compromise, will not bow, will not bow to any image, will not sacrifice, will not eat the things that are sacrificed to adults, will not bow to any other image, who will be willing to go to the fire because they know their God is able to deliver them. Oh, pray, our children, our children, our youth, our babies, our adolescents, our young adults, Lord, mercy, Lord, mercy, save them, save them, cover them, 30 more seconds, 30 more seconds, oh Jesus, Lord Jesus, our babies, oh, no sickness, no disease, no affliction on our little ones, oh, deliver them from childhood diseases, anything that seeks ah, to impede their health, in the name of Jesus, Matasakakata. Yawakata. Ebrakuakata Satana. Jemurwasana. 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Finally, as I promised, we're going to pray for our sister and anybody who is sick. Come. Let's pray for you quickly. Come. Oh, you're hot. You're hot. You're hot. Mm. Jesus. Ah, Jesus. I know our time is fast spent. But there was an Ethiopian eunuch that traveled from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to worship. Days, weeks, it took him weeks to travel. To have an encounter with Jesus. With the God then. So make that sacrifice. Just a few more minutes. Time spent with God is no time wasted. Please, a few more minutes. Bear with these ones who are not well. And let's release the balm of Gilead to touch all of them. Please, does anybody have anointing oil or we don't do it? And the pastors. Doc, please, let's do it so that we can finish quickly. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, anyone sick amongst you, call the elders to pray for them. The prayer of sick, the prayer of faith, Bible says, shall heal the sick. He's the Lord, our healer. Oh, you are the Lord. Sing it. Thy he left me, oh, you are the Lord, my healer, oh, you sent your word and healed my deep. Make it personal, don't get single. You are appealing to God, you are the Lord, my healer. You are the Lord. In the name of Jesus. And I can die. Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus. Every attractive spirit. By the power of the blood of Jesus. And he who died in me. Oh, you are the Lord. Aila. Homa sobra kata labra shakata. In the name of Jesus, we command the pain, spirit, soul, and body to live right now. Oh, malabua sakata Jesus. Oh, you sent your words. And you my disease. Ah, you are the Lord. My healer. In the name of Jesus, every disease, every sickness, every affliction in the body, right now, bow in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. 
by the stripes of Jesus. No more. We command the sickness out of your body, never to return. Jesus. My disease. Oh, sing it. Sing it. No, don't be religious. Oh, there was a woman who pressed She was so sick. All the odds were against her. She pressed and she pressed. She pressed in. And she was the only one who was touched by Jesus. Press in, press in, press in. In the name of Jesus, Brasakatariaka. Labraya Brakasopra Katayasa. My Sataya. Oh, you are the Lord. Ahila. Jesus. Oh, Maria Sakatania. In the name of Jesus, Masoka Katanda, Shabra Kandari Biasa Katadiaka. Hey! The name of Jesus, every sickness, every affliction, every pain in the body, spiritually, physically, emotionally, psychologically, cast you out right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, Masandari Bikai. In Jesus' name. Peace.
Hallelujah. Father, we bless you for this precious one. Every one of them, oh God, today they have understood their position and their role as saviors. We pray that the revelation of this message will be there as they stand in their rightful, their rightful places and declare to the enemy, I know who I am. And I know who God says I am. I walk in power. I walk in victory. And I live a life of favor because I know who I am and who's and whom I serve. Father, make it known to them a revelation in their dreams, in prayer, as they study your word. Let, that, let them be exposed to themselves. Let them come to the realization of who they truly are in you. Open their eyes and their ears and their hearts to perceive, know and understand that they are seated together in heavenly, heavenly places. And nothing shall by enemies harm them in Jesus' name. We bless you, Father, for this great opportunity to share your word. Be magnified in this message in Jesus' name. Amen.